Welcome to Cannabis School. I'm your host, Jesse Angelus. And I'm Brandon Elder. And we're here to talk to you about everything pertaining to cannabis, from vape, flower, edibles, strains, and everything in between. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another Tuesday. Good to see you guys. Another wonderful cannabis episode. Yeah, we actually had done a little quick start recording before until I realized it's way too hot for a hoodie. Yeah. And then I made the rookie mistake of spilling a brand new bowl on the floor, so I had to throw that away. And And that could have been prevented. It could have been prevented with one of these 5280 Happy Camper Bowls. They have this thing called the Tumbler, and right on top, this is how I do it. I just hold it right here with that little carb thing, and I just flip it up. We talked to Jonathan when he said that. The worst part was- Changed my life. I was using the 5280. I was using the Happy Camper. He just forgot to put the tumbler on. I just didn't even put the top on. And so sitting there, I knocked it over, and then I'm like- It fell on the ground. Oh, no. There went all the weeds. So I had to throw away the weed, go load a new bowl. Hey, you guys tell us about that. Would you smoke the weed you just dropped on the floor? Like it dropped on concrete. No, this is carpet. Oh, that's so carpet. It looked like concrete. When it's on, do you guys, even if it's on concrete, when your weed falls on the floor, when your cannabis falls on the floor, are you one to pick it up? And let's say it's not a nug. It's ground up. It's ground up. So you have ground up flour and it falls on the ground. Do you pick it up and use it? Put it back in your pipe? Or do you throw it away and uh, vacuum it up and load a new ball? Yeah, I'm curious to hear that. For me, I was the second one. I'm always the second one. I will always err on the side of throwing away the little crumbs and the stuff on the floor or the table. And, and that's fine. That's that's your, you know, I, I have yet to spill weed on the floor. Cannabis. Lucky. Keep calling it weed. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's just nomenclature. It's just part of it. What we're going to talk about today is this is a 101 but this is a highly requested topic, yeah. and that is talking to your friends and family. How to have the conversation about cannabis. Because there's a lot of misnomers about cannabis. There's a lot of things that people are really scared about. They're fearful. Um, and a lot of it, it, it's not just propaganda, because we're very associated with another carcinogen it's miseducation as well well exactly but it, i mean it's really easy for us to get lumped into the tobacco area like one of the biggest myths oh, over yeah. there is that um smoking cannabis can cause cancer that's false and some of the things that they've had on that one based on studies and this is just older studies but they the difference between a tobacco smoker and a cannabis smoker is that a tobacco smoker smokes way more than your stereotypical cannabis consumer because they and I remember when I smoked, I would smoke probably a half a pack a day. Okay, but how many? That's what six joints. Yeah, and I don't smoke six joints in a day. You might not, but if I were to smoke like flour out of joint, I would might I might be close to six joints a day. And when I'm rolling joints and I'm actually just smoking joints, I can easily smoke six joints in a day. But from those same tests that they've done. You go back and it's like, oh, lung cancer, this. Even someone who heavily smokes cannabis every single day, if they stop using it, those bronchial effects that they notice on the lungs that come from burning something and inhaling it into your lungs, those go away from a cannabis user, but they don't go away from a tobacco user. Right, but at the same time, I mean, they're they're, the same. uh, Was it COPD? 
So that's something to having like lung cancer type mm-hmm. thing. But I mean, it can affect people who are cannabis but smokers. it also can come from all sorts of stuff. Because my grandma, who's never smoked anything in her entire life, has been risk of COPD. Right. Like it is just something that happens as well. But it can be something to look out for if you are a user. But that's another great thing about the happy camper and no, this is not another pitch for the happy camper. Well, it's kind of we hard not like to. It. It's just really good. I yeah. mean, in order for us to be able to talk about this, what's something that... That filter that removes the carcinogens is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I was sick for the last week, so I didn't really use any flour at all. Happy camper or not. I was strictly dabs um, and pens. Yeah, and really. pens. So... Um, just the burning like that, it was just too harsh. Yeah. And more towards the end of the week, I was able to use my vaporizer and that was okay. But yeah, this has been the first time in a week that I've used it. But I miss that. The feeling, the experience is so much cleaner. Yeah. And, and the... Removes those carcinogens. Well, when you have that filter over there, I mean, it's going to re- reduce quite a bit of those. Now... One thing to keep in mind when you're talking to family, they're going to say those things. Like, you're going to screw up your lungs. You're going to fuck up your life. You're not going to be able to be an athlete. Brandon, we just came back from from a workout, right? That's true. Brandon's getting in the gym. I'm curious, though. What? Because these parents who are saying you can't be an athlete, have they not seen all of the Olympic athletes who have had their medals removed for cannabis use? Yeah. Or have been mentioned. So you're telling me these- Michael Phelps, right? Olympic- not just that, um, the, what's her name, Richardson, and then there was another lady who just had her medals stripped That's bullshit. for cannabis use. And it's like, you know what, you're saying that this drug is, you know, all it's of these things, it's going to make you dumb, it's going to make you lazy, it's going to make you stupid. Yeah. So is it a enhancement drug that should be worried about dosing for the Olympics or is it like this harmful thing that destroys your mind? So conversations with family, you said yours was much easier, shorter with your family. Yeah, no, I, well, and and it may be just because of where I came from. It was a little easier for everybody to accept. Yeah. So tell us about your, like your background and the, like your family dynamic, or I guess the cannabis in your, yeah. Yeah, in my immediate family with, to it. with my parents, my mom, she's out in Massachusetts. I mean, shit, she grows her own. You know, they go to the dispo every once in a while to get something new, maybe a vape pen, you know, maybe they're driving to, you know, Connecticut, whatever. They are... I have a really important question. Have you oh, ever smoked her homegrown? Oh, no. Oh, Jesse. No, it's all the way in Mass. Like, I, I'm, I mean, in... She's like, I'm not going to, I mean, yeah, I once that. or next, you know, I mean, that all the legalities on that one, she was like, you know. But when you're out there or something, yeah. No, if I, if I've never gone to Massachusetts. I was like, I don't think you've gone to the I, East I've, Coast anytime I've I, known you. I've only gone, um, well, I mean, when I was in the military traveling, whatever, but um, when the last time I was in Massachusetts, when I was like 12 and that was when my grandfather died and that's it. Oh, man. Like I, it wasn't a uh, welcome, but I mean, Massachusetts being a real friendly state to cannabis, shout out to the mass, uh, and to all of those favorite dispensaries out there that people love because they've got great cannabis out there as well. 
But yeah. one of the things that, you know, when talking about it, my mom grows her own, but it wasn't always that way. She kept it kind of secret for years because that's just the way people did it, right? So she regular, like she used it for most of your life? I don't, you think? I don't think that. I mean, she was, you know, young. My family was converts to the religion okay. and, yeah. and the local religion here in Utah. And she, um, she converted from Catholicism, same as my dad. Okay. And so when they did that, like it was very strict at that time because of how the well, it was all the everything being pushed at the time too. Well, it was right, everything that was it's the war on drugs and about. shit. Yeah. yeah, was yeah. cannabis or marijuana is bad? Okay. Yeah, this is gonna, your brain on drugs. It's going to screw you up. Yeah. Right. I mean, the the way that cannabis was talked about in the eighties and nineties was just as bad as heroin or cocaine. Mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, all of them have their own properties, to be honest. They they Which all have really good still properties. still boggles my mind that they have reclassified heroin as a Schedule 2 yeah, right? and left cannabis as a Schedule 1. How ignorant do you have to be? I'm talking to all the politicians who made this decision. How ignorant do you have to be to make that? Well, and what you're doing, too, is you are actually building up a, long, a very strong case for those people that can really benefit from cannabis, right? So mm-hmm. to talk about the benefits, um, working out, being active doesn't mean you're walking around with this pipe in the gym oh. or smoking outside in your car. I mean, it depends. You got a vape cart? That's true. I, I use a vape cart or before I go in. where are you? Some states, you can probably just puff a joint and go inside after. Yeah, if you're in Idaho, that's like a big no-no, yeah. right? So it'd be more of like vape pens and edibles that you're driving to I to to <laughs> fucking Utah now. And uh, I mean, <laughs> which is hilarious, right? Or you're going over there to Wendover or you're going uh, to Wyoming or I don't even know where the, I mean, I no Wyoming. Colorado. Yeah. But it's, that's actually perpetuating the negative connotations that cannabis has. And there are negatives. I'm not going to say that there's not, it's not all sunshine and roses, but the majority of it is. And especially when using that, we worked out. When you had that, when did you have that conversation with your parents or with your family of like you getting back into cannabis? Oh, I just, well, so uh, I went off on a tangent. I am smoking uh, cherry pie today Mm. out of my- I'm smoking gas head. Oh, it's this 5280. I just love this thing, right? Look at that. I love that my bowl doesn't burn all the way through and I can just cap this lid on yeah. it and I go right back to where I was at. Yeah, because it's aluminum. It cools it. down super I fast. Yeah. Well, it never gets hot when I'm smoking. Never. So, I've never. I mean, yeah. we don't have a full blowtorch on it and it's aluminum, so it'd get warm. Oof. I don't know why you do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> People are crazy, bro. But yeah. no, uh, my family was pretty good because I. I, I wasn't a part of, of the religion for many years. We left when I was young. Yeah. And, um, dude. Your whole family, or most most of your family. Both of your parents are not in that anymore. I, I My dad's got a toe in, but I have okay. no no siblings are in it. I'm the only one. So, yeah, I, um, no, my family just, I, I was a United States sailor, um, and I drank a lot. I did a lot of stupid shit when I was getting out. That's when I tried all the drugs. That's when I, tr- I mean, I never did heroin, but I never did meth. Heroin and meth, never done those, but everything else, pff, I've tried it. <laughs> and um, it was when I was getting out, that's when a lot of my mind was opened up to it. And I wrote a lot of poetry when I was on cannabis at that time. But it was, it was, it was rare. Like, I, it was easier for me to get Coke. Interesting. 
Totally. Up e- here? No, this or, is in Washington oh, okay. State. Yeah, okay. So it was easier to get Coke, acid, hard to get shrooms, yeah. and difficult to get weed. Because it just, that's just, it Washington was random. so close to California, though. I thought... This, this is yeah. in the late 90s. So... Uh, it's still who... You have to know. Yeah, you, yeah. you totally have to know somebody. Yeah. But it was easier to get the more hardcore illicit drugs. Weird. But... I never got into... No, and and I tried cannabis later on when I came home out after the service and bad experience. Okay, so maybe your family isn't the best experience as far as extended family. No, no, no. But how was the conversation with cannabis getting back into it with your wife? So that was a little bit more difficult. Um, And the reason being is that her view of cannabis was in the bad sense. That's what she grew up in, anti-drug culture, all that. Like all of us. And I hit it. I hid it for a long time, and many of you may hide it. Um, I got a pen from you. That was the first step into cannabis for me. And I smoked pens. Like, you were like, hey, man, I'm going to Colorado. And I was, like, rationing that shit out. It was like a half half gram cart. And those things would last you so long at the time, too, because tolerance. Oh, I didn't need anything. I mean, I would have, like, two or three hits, and I'd be on Mars, like I was gone and I didn't know, like I'm learning. It, it's kind of funny when you're getting into cannabis because it's like you're a toddler and yeah. you're learning <laughs> about what works and what doesn't work and how much is too much. And sometimes you don't get out of that mode and you just mm-hmm. completely like, what's up, bro? You know, that stoner yeah. draw. It's an accent, stoner accent. Yeah. What, what's up, man? So what, I guess... What made it easier to spur that conversation with your wife? Uh, what brought that into fruition? It was closer to the first time that I smoked flour with you. And that night, I, I was like, you know, you invited me over for a sesh with all of your buds. And, and it was sweet. You know, we played Rocket League or at least as much as I could. But that was the first time I got smoked out. Like, I was just like, and I think every cannabis user needs to experience that. Like, you get smoked out. You're like, oh, there's so many different strains. Try this, try this. I had no, we didn't have the knowledge we have today, not back then, and how to be able to be a good steward of cannabis with others who are coming into it. And I think that's the exact same way that I think anybody else needs to look for. For me, it was difficult to talk to my wife about it just because of fear of, her being very upset about it. Now, I was going to do it anyways. I don't give a shit because it, it was helping me a lot. Yeah, It got me off of medicine. It, 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 she was really worried. I was on anxiety medications. I was on all sorts of shit. And you had said, man, look, this is a better alternative. It's going to help you out. And he's like, you might not, you might be a little afraid of it. Now this time, you know, I'm in, I'm in the church and I was going at the time I was buying like a tall boy or a 40 at the store just because I needed to decompress and everything else was so stressful in my life that I, I just couldn't decompress no matter what hmm. video games didn't work working out didn't work yeah and when you gave me that I was like the finally the first time where it started to relieve a lot of that tension it's crazy that like instant release of all of the weight on your shoulders yeah that first time of like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's I'm not, okay. It's it's different like drinking. When I was a kid and I mm-hmm. had my first drink, uh, I was scared. 
I was like, oh, I hope I don't do anything stupid. Right. And yeah. there is that fear, but you don't have that with Canada. Not even the first time. You just feel like. My first time? Ugh. I was stupid. I acted stupid. Yeah, I remember that. But I never have since. And like, I have had. I think it's good to have seen so many different perspectives and mm. having had friends who have pushed other people really to uncomfortable levels of high that just wasn't good for them mm -hmm. helps me has helped me have this really good understanding of how everyone's experience has been so different. And so now I am very, and I'm not a pusher. I'm not like you need to try this. You need to get high. It's like, no, if you want to try it, sure. But, let me help you dose it so you're not crazy high because I know, I, I don't know anyone who likes that experience for their first time. All right, everybody, we've got a fantastic offer for you. We now have an official sponsor for the podcast and it is called the Happy Camper Pipe. It, yeah. It's absolutely amazing. It is my favorite pipe, hands down. Well, and one of the wonderful things about it, man, is is the design of how easy it is to be able to crack open and clean after. Like, literally, we cleaned it just before we got on here to be able to record this. And it took maybe two minutes? Yeah, it's if that. hot water. Yep, and a paper towel. I, I don't think I've ever experienced a pipe that I can clean so easily. It's really cool, too, because the inside there actually has an option to be able to put in a filter. That's actually one of my favorite things about it. And this filter is a carbon filter that removes the carcinogens. That's insane. Yeah. So not only are you having an amazing, easy-to-clean piece, it's also one of the healthiest smokes that you can have. Yeah. It's removing... I mean, it's not going to be 100% of the carcinogens, but it's going to remove a lot. Honestly, the first hit you have with it, you're going to wonder if you actually took anything in. Especially if you put the pipe in the freezer for like five minutes before you oh, take the Oh, that's hit. awesome. Yeah. Then it's super smooth. You want to upgrade your experience a little more. We've got the bonfire. Oh, the bonfire. Uh, that thing is so cool. One of the greatest things we learned about that is to say you got a, a group of people around and you're wanting to be able to have everybody smoking. I want to try out this happy camper. You've got that bonfire that Brandon's got on and it doubles the size of your bowl, almost it two and a half. Like it, it's bigger. It looks like it's more than double. Oh yeah. It's so big. But the really cool thing is you finish the top of the bowl. Don't worry about stirring it up. You can just slide that just puppy slide right it off. off and it ashes the whole top and then and you've got greens down below. Man, that's so awesome. This pipe has one of the, my favorite options on here is the Rambler. It is a cap that goes over the top. It's a really cool thing. I can clip it open. And then when I'm done, I can close it. Just light it up. But it is for on the go. You load your bowl, snap it on, and oh, then you yeah. roll. We want you to be able to get a special offer. You're going to go to 50, get5280. That's get5280.com. And you're going to put in the promo code SCHOOL. And that gets you 10% off. And that's an actually amazing deal. Again, one of the best pipes we've ever tried. Definitely been my go-to piece now. Yeah, it so. is. And it's so compact, so nice. They've got lots of different designs. Yeah. Go there, pick up yours. Get5280.com. Promo code SCHOOL. Yep. Save yourself 10%. What actually was easier for me to be able to tell my wife about it, and this is a good story for those who maybe have a spouse. I've I've heard that there's there's that friction. I ran into a guy at the gym yesterday. who was wearing my old cannabis school uh, podcast shirt. Yeah, and the guy goes, "Oh, is that your your podcast?" And then we started talking, and he's like, "Yeah, my wife is just like not okay with it." He's like, "I have to sneak it." 
like when I go hang out with my friends and then I'm 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 putting cologne on, I'm like, dude, that's dumb. Because you just need to have the conversation with her. And he goes, Well, how do I do that? And it's like, well, here's the first thing. One, you just gotta be direct. You can't go, well, let me overwhelm you with positive uh information. Like, look, it does all these great things. You can't do that. You're just saying, look, right now, alcohol is not doing it for me. And medications, I don't like the feeling of being numb anymore. You know, the, those, the, any kind of SSRI or and any kind of med to help you with depression or whatever else, it's not intended for long-term use. It's just not intended. And yet people are on it for years. So yeah. I, I was able to use this to be able to get me off. That's how I told my wife, I'm like, you notice I'm doing okay. She goes, yeah. You notice anything different? She's like, well, not really. Like, well, that's awesome because I've been off meds for months now. And that pissed her off. She's like, because when I broke down, it was really scary. It was the first time that I'd had, it was, I was just over 30 years old and I started having panic attacks. Had no oh, idea why. I thought I was having a heart attack. And that's when I got on the meds. So the medications, I just don't like the side effects. But more importantly, I just didn't feel like me. And cannabis totally lets me be me. I'm more, I'm more relaxed. And I, and I also, I'm not, I'm not worried about what others may think about me. And that's the thing that I think is really difficult for, especially for a cannabis user, is feeling judged because... Well, it's the stigma. Yeah. And because if you are a stoner, you're in a, automatically stupid, lazy, dumb. Like, you are every other association that has been perpetuated in the stoner culture. Yeah, even the com even the comical ones yeah. have done disservice for it because yeah. they mean. Oh man, I'm yeah. so high, man. Yeah. Are, like, uh, but are pizza. you? Because if you smoke every day all the day long, are you truly so high, man? Because to me, I'm not. I'm not so high. No. And I actually, that's been I think for me. So my background is very different. Um, yeah. I come from a hyper religious family right five generations back on both sides um and at the time i was one of the first of my cousins to leave the church i was the first of like all of my family so it's every time i have done something it is usually backed by months of research and data and stuff to support what it is that i'm approaching so I'm curious with everything that you you just said there, how did that, I mean, who Can was it, the first person that you got into it with? So the very, I mean, I, I had conversations with um, my parents for years about cannabis, but I was- Before you used? No, before I ever told any of my family that I used. So you were already was telling secret. your parents? I was secretly using cannabis. Were you still married at the time? No. I was yeah. divorced um, because at that point I finally started figuring out who I was. Right. I, at the time, had a crack disc, was drinking heavily every day, like every yeah, night after that. work, using a TENS unit every day. Like, my back was fucked. So 
I was doing that all the time and I was introduced into cannabis again. And my first response to seeing it was like, no, I'm good. It's still illegal. It, but I didn't know anything about it. Right. And learning that there was a medical patent from the U.S. government for that plant was what sparked my interest. That got me researching for years and still continued. Like, I never am going to stop learning about this because there's always more science, more data, more information that right. is coming out on it. And for me, just like you, we're knowledge horse. We like to learn. And so I am one who just... I would throw out little tidbits over over time and I'd be like, did you guys know this? Did you know that cannabis, like there's all these massive successful CEOs who have used cannabis? What? Yeah. Hmm. Did you guys know there's like the United States government actually holds a patent for cannabis proving all of its medical benefits and like things for that? What? Yeah. It's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Just leave it as simple as that or go on another tangent because I don't have to go, did you know I use cannabis? But then it's going, huh, did you know that supposedly every single animal, every animal, every human has an endocannabinoid system, a system that is naturally designed to handle these cannabinoids? Like, yes, our body naturally produces endocannabinoids on its own, but like, isn't that crazy? And then they're just like, hmm. And I'm like... So the data... Did act, you know that... Did that help them? Oh my God, yeah. Because then it was... Did you know that cannabis is the only thing that's been known to cure Crohn's? Like, Crohn's is supposedly this uncurable disease, but yet the data is supporting that cannabis is the only thing that could cure Crohn's in people? Well, that makes sense because when you get sick, right? So I had that stomach bug... You you got the fever and the congestion and just feeling like shit. Yeah. I I mean, I had it bad. And I'll tell you, my wife had had it before then, and it, it wrecked her for five days. And we had talked about that. And you're like, dude, that killed your wife. Like, she was down forever. And I'm running the whole house, taking yeah. kids to school and doing all that other shit, right? So I was just like, man, I can't be that way. Yeah. And I used my pen and it... it but it helps. And oh, yeah. That's what I've used every time that I've had any type of thing like that. Because I noticed instantly a huge difference. And so that was something that I, I've just always done with it. Yeah. So I've started so the logic introducing was better like, for that. Like, did you guys know this? Huh. Did you guys know that the DARE program or whatever it was was actually forced to remove that cannabis is a. <laughs> uh, a what was it i can't think a gateway drug Th they were forced to remove that because it's actually been proven to help with like treatment treatment and reducing of addiction to all of these things and they're like wait huh yeah did you know that the plaque and buildup that causes dementia so the same thing that my grandma passed away from alzheimer's that experience of her life those Mine last too, years that were really fucking hard for everyone yeah would have been better because cannabis decreases and reduces that plaque, that buildup in the mind that causes Alzheimer's. So you're telling me the experience of my grandma could have been better for the last handful of years of her life? My grandpa's life could have been better, even though he was diabetic. Because yeah, it might not have solved all of his issues, but it would have helped with pain. It would have helped with a lot of stuff. It would have helped with his mindset, 
a lot of the other medications he was on. Yeah. And I look at that and I go, so the people I love and I care about, I had my parents own assisted living centers for years and I worked in there. And I saw how many people were on just medication after medication because that is what the doctors prescribed. And instead of having any quality of life, they had none. And I look at that and go, if I want the people I love and care about to have a quality of life, I don't want them getting old, going into these things and taking all of these pills. I don't want this plaque building up in my mom who's terrified of having Alzheimer's. Like I would much rather teach them that this this plant can help with so many things. And just like any medication, we talk about this all the time, it's proper dosing. You don't take an entire bottle of Advil. That would be fucking stupid. You're going to look at it and go, what is this dose? Yeah. What is my dose? Okay, it's this. It's just like any other medication. Or if it's for a recreational thing is, it's still medicinal. Their body still is taking those endocannabinoids, like those cannabinoids, and taking it into their endocannabinoid system and allowing their body to return to homeostasis better. Allowing it to heal, sleep, eat, protect, everything better that it's doing. It's the only system that integrates with like every system in our body. Okay. So, so but what, what I want to know now is, is that how did they respond to you using it as opposed to just informing them? So you informed so them before you told years. them. It was years of just conversations. And then finally sitting down, I was at Sunday dinner, like usual, with my family. All was that scary table. for you? No. Because at that time, I talked forever. And I know I am very comfortable having conversations. Not arguments, conversations. Education. So what was the reaction from your mom? Well, because I sat down and I said, um, I just want you guys to know that um, I'm sure you all assume and have guessed anyway, but I use cannabis. And I have every single day for the last five years. I said, every single time that you have seen me, I would be what you would classify as high. Have you noticed any difference? Like, no. I'm like, because there is none. Because I just hurt less. I function better. I'm less stressed. I'm less anxious. I'm a more present parent, brother, son, friend. Like, I can be a better version of myself because I'm not allowing all of this stuff from the experience of life to weigh me down. Yeah. Like how many people go to therapy all the time and are taking pill after pill after pill because they're hanging on to all this shit that is not serving them, not helping them. Like I did that for years. I hung on to so much shit and I sat yeah. in depression, massive depression after being divorced. And I knew that that was like horrible. I have not touched antidepressants in years, and I, I won't. Because now, in my darkest, hardest moments, I found things that work for me better. You know, and that's, that's actually a really good segue to go into the, the other parts of cannabis that are not talked about. They're talked about more in a, I don't know, uh, it's almost like the acai berry and all that other stuff. Kind of gets lumped into like this organic supermarket that you go to like Trader Joe's or something like it's all it's all woo woo stuff but it's not it's amazing stuff that needs to be coupled with it and that's CBD and bringing that into the conversation with them saying mm -hmm. like 
I think that's a by far, huge. if you want to talk about a gateway, I think CBD is by far the easiest way to bring them into the fold, the yeah. calmness of it, because the bad parts that you can get from that, you can induce um, psychosis or and anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, or and, like when we had the John, the founder of Happy Camper on, and he was talking about his first experience of like really smoking yeah. off a bong, and he's seeing like cartoon characters and stuff. Like, because his mind's all being yeah. creative, but and that's, going with it. Well, it's like your first story of, you know, yeah, the pennies in your mouth and all that shit. Like, I mean, it's, you know, we, we almost assume that's what we're supposed to feel, but going in with that open mind, you'll be surprised because now you've got, you, both of your parents, well, your dad used it to uh, help out with pain. So both my parents use it medicinally, um, just in certain points, depending yeah. on what they need it for. Obviously, they still have the very, they've never taken med- never taken medications regularly, ever, for anything. And the only times they've ever taken something has been for, like, extreme pain. Now, my dad's had chronic pain, probably worse than mine, for since he was 15, 14. And so his experience has been rough. And he just had um, nine discs fused in Germany. He just had his whole back redone. That's right. And so because of that healing, that surgery, all of that pain, it's been something that he's been um, using most days for. Not a lot because their intent is not to get high. Their intent is just to help with their pain. Right. Um, My mom's had this really bad, like, uh, oh, she has a herniated disc in her back. And so because of that herniated disc, she's got a lot of pain too now. And so with that and everything else just going on, she's got like her hips been hurting, her wrist. And so she uses um, CBD more than, you know, even the drops, Mm -hmm. but she does use um, every once in a while medicinally as well. And then my dad's mom, who had chronic migraines for well over a year, Mm -hmm. had gotten on fentanyl and... It was like, yeah, we need to get that off because that's going to cause an issue. Um, They came to me. My dad came to me because he hadn't, um, he didn't know anything about cannabis. His current wife had been prescribing medical cards down in Arizona, some clinic for it. And um, so he was like, well, will you make her edibles? And so it was a very long conversation of, educating my grandma on it because it had to be grandma this is medicine this you're using as a medication that's all it is and because of her her um religious background um she was concerned that she wouldn't be able to go to the temple or you know do all the things in eyes of god correctly and I pulled up many articles from the LDS faith, Mm -hmm. from the Mormon church for that, which is in Utah, the predominant one. And I feel like they are almost more strict than Catholicism, Christianity-based, most of the other ones as far as what they they follow. Not necessarily doctrinal, but um, more of what's believed. Right. And so... um, going through that it was hey they still are okay with this because look you can see here they view if you're a card carrying like if you're using it as a medicine it's a medicine 
like you're dosing it as a medicine, it's a medication. Which is funny. I mean, with opioid, opioid, uh, hello. Opioids? Yeah. A little yeah. cotton mouth. This cherry pie is definitely going to give you cotton mouth. But uh, it, they'll give you pain pills openly, giving you synthetic heroin. And Utah's huge. For oh, yeah. Pushing that. You know, they're here, New Jersey. There's a lot of places like you get suburban areas. It's 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 rampant out there because it's prescription. Yeah. And so, in the eyes of many different faiths, it's the exact same thing. Well, because there's prescription. a white coat, and it's yeah. okay, and it's like okay, well, it's totally fine. Go to a pharmacy; they have them here, and some of them wear white coats, and you can still feel okay with it. Yeah, but I get that's exactly why they do that, just to make the you same feel with comfortable. The Bible. You look at it, and it's like okay, God in the Bible mentions that every plant and everything He made for you. So this medication, this thing that you're seeing has actually designed to interact with your body, with your endocannabinoid system that interacts with every other system you have. Like it's, you don't have an Oxycontin system. You don't have an Advil system. You don't have an aspirin system in your body, but your body has an endocannabinoid system. Right. And so it's just, it's interesting to go, if you look back before the 40s, Cannabis was in 80% of every over-the-counter oh, yeah. medication. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. You could get the wax, you could get It you was get in everything. 80% of every over-the-counter medication. So yep. you're looking at that going, and then it was made, it was a law to grow hemp. Like there was all of these things that you had to do. And it's been used for thousands of years for so many things. And it's like, anything can be abused. There are people who are lazy gluttonous just that's who they are they're going to abuse something regardless and then there are people who are smart brilliant educated functional like successful people who utilize cannabis every single day because they understand well and i think it's you know when when if you're a person that's struggling right now and you got into cannabis and you're kind of letting it get you into the point where you're you're being lazy. You're looking for opportunities to get out of things that will make your life better, regardless of whatever it is. Sometimes it's just, if you get high enough, though, that's where you get introspective. Or the specific strains that make you introspective. I think you have to have the intent, though. Right? Maybe. Maybe I'm just I, more introspective sometimes. Well, you, you definitely are. You, you've always been that way. and But for an individual like they're looking at it as a way to be able to enhance themselves, not get away from something. And if you need to get away from something and this is there, this is by far the best way to do it. But it's, it's like you're, yeah, agreed. You're right. It is one of the best ways to do it because you don't, if you're drinking, if you're trying to do anything else, there's so many more repercussions that come from it too. Yeah. Like long-term effects of drinking are so much more harmful on your body than taking cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and, the decisions, the mindset that comes with it, that comes from drinking versus right. using cannabis. It's that thing that came from Snoop Dogg of like, or probably a million other people have said this as well, but you put two guys in a room who hate each other and a bottle of alcohol or 10 guys and someone will end up dead. You put 100 guys in a room who hate each other and you put in joints and they'll all come out friends. And it's, it's totally just true. the difference of the mindset of like this plant doesn't make you angry or bitter or aggressive. Like 
this will make you more interested. Like, yes, you might have a moment that you are still stuck in these habits. So maybe you respond emotionally, but if you're using this, you're going to look back at that, I guarantee it. Yeah. You're going to look at those reactions that you have so much differently than, man, I was so drunk. What happened last night? Why does my butt hurt? Like, yeah. <laughs> this happens a lot. It used to happen a lot to Brandon. It was a, this is usually a conversation you have in the morning. He's like, what happened last night? Why does my butt hurt? No, I mean, all joking aside, definitely. Well, I mean, uh, the other part, okay, so we've gotten through that one, right? One um, is just coming out, being super open about it. And that's if you have the relationship with there. To Brandon, it brings up a really good point. If you come from a very um, highly religious or even a zealot type of upbringing, this is going to be a real difficult conversation. I think that's a really smart way of going about it, is become very educating them bit by bit by bit, saying, I learned this, I learned this, even if you're consuming. Usually people that I find they respect in some way is a huge value of, did you know this person uses cannabis? Yeah, I I tell you right now, um, being involved in the LDS church, um, I am so open about it. I feel like that's good. Well, for them, because a lot of them have this, this, regardless of whatever faith you're a part of, if you're a part of that, you should be open with your members because they are going to be able to, now there, there are some faiths that are like, no, that's like a hell worthy We'll, trespass we'll kill and, yeah. you for that right yeah but keep keep quiet there we want you guys to be alive predominantly this is the u.s is listening to this so telling you right now we do have listeners all over there oh i mean we yeah. have them all over the world but thinking about that like look if you're open about it that's going to be better not necessarily having to champion it going oh but it fights cancer like i mean cool if you want to be that person i feel like I think we can get into that later. Right. But it's, it's being able to be informed and being confident with it, letting them know the positive things that it's done for you. Well, and if you have answers or if you're willing to go, you know, I'm still learning about this. I know there's a ton of education out there. And if you give me time, I'm happy to find you articles, documents, you know, whatever on that, because There is tons of data, tons of information about this plant. So if you want to find something, you can, but it's just you need to, it takes time to invest into finding that. Yeah. But if you're, if you don't know the answer to a question, email us, shoot us a message, go, hey, I was having a conversation with my friend, my family, my, you know, sibling, whatever. And this is a question they had. Yeah. Let us know. It's it, it's hard to think about it when you overthink about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the biggest problem that I had because the more open I was, the more accepting people were. And and yeah. the first thing is I, I would ask them, like, do you think I smoke cannabis? And they go, no. I'm like, then that should tell you something. Because I can't do what I do if I was just being a dumb stoner all the time. There's no way. No, couldn't function. Absolutely not. So think about that when you, if you're if you're not highly productive person, okay, and highly productive meaning getting up out of bed, and then two, that's highly productive. Highly productive. Damn. You're getting out of bed, right? Most you don't spend time 
playing video games your entire life unless you're a youtuber and you are doing that you're you make a living from that shit right? might yeah. as well right as long as you but i guarantee you, you boo boo right but then you've got you've got to be able to you're you're doing things that show that you're being productive and three take care of your body right take care of your body eat right try to eat as best you can but i mean you know how it is sometimes it's just the THC gets you and you got this strain that gives you the munchies that you got to give in. But sometimes convenience is a factor. Right. Exactly. So damn unfortunate. But keep that in mind. If you're going to be over there letting people know that you're, you love and respect that if I open up about this, is this going to hurt my relationship? We'll go and educate it. That can be really hard. Cause I know it, it's the same thing. Everyone's family is different. When yeah. I left, like leaving religion was one of the hardest things that I've had to do. And <laughs> making that discussion, like having that discussion with my family, dude, crazy hard. And because of the things I had read of other families in that, I was terrified of being disowned. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm going to ask you though, did, did, generation, does grandpa know? That I'm not religious? No, that you use cannabis. Pretty sure. I wear cannabis school stuff over there. Like I'm... I know, right? I'm pretty certain that he knows i'm pretty certain he knows know if i've told him or not because i, I told him we have a podcast to... together yeah if you guys don't know we're, we're related by marriage yeah so his, we're talking about the same grandpa. his wife is my grand or my uh my cousin, cousin. yeah yeah so we have but the same grandpa that's so yeah I, I i haven't been open with him about it huh I've See, never said anything about it. I, I don't know if I've like brought it up in conversation, but I'm pretty sure he's been around at family dinner when I've talked about it because I, I talk about it all the time. And my family will make comments and go, oh, are you high? And I'm like, nah, I wish. But it's definitely in my system, though. <laughs> I haven't gotten elevated, and like I don't actually get that. Like it, The amount that you it would take use. would be ridiculous. Yeah, And it doesn't make sense for me to use that like, yes, it might feel nice for a bit, but then I'm like, shit, I just used half an ounce. Was that worth it? Like, no. Uh, no. I can use it at a dose that I'm like, I won't hurt. I'm not stressed as much. I can take away anxieties and function at a better level. Yeah. But I'm definitely not wanting to take away all of my pain or be high because for me to be high is not cost effective at all. Yeah. And, and, I'm, something just came to my mind um, that may worry those people because they're not educated. And it seems ridiculous for us cannabis consumers who have been using for quite a while, for many, many, many decades, we would consider this a dumb thought. But coming from an outside perspective, what if you OD? Can you overdose on cannabis, <laughs> right? And that's why I'm saying that because you take somebody who is not educated on it Right, they're gonna think that every drug, yeah, you have the potential of killing yourself on that. So what I tend to do when somebody says that to me, because I've had that come up a lot, like, what if you OD on it? So I would ask someone, what do you mean by OD? Well, I mean, you got to take the 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 common thing. OD means dying. O mean yeah. means ending up in an because ER. There are plenty of labels in newspapers of people ODing on cannabis. But what that is, is people going to the emergency room because they're having a panic attack because they're fucking high. Yeah, but I mean, what I tend to do, though, is not go into that. No. Like, tell them that and tell them, like, you want to counteract it? Well, I would tell them ways to counteract, but so far, to date, 
the um and I, I think we've mentioned this before in an episode but the every single drug ever made has what's called an ld-50 and that number basically means that 50 percent of the test subjects or whatever die at this dose and that equates the od level okay so every drug has an ld-50 except for cannabis right they have not been able to find it and what they estimate because they haven't even been able to find that on like rats and that with it so when they were testing what their estimate was for a human is anywhere between 10 to 15,000 one gram joints would have to be smoked in a 15 minute period Fuck. by one human in order to them to put <laughs> for them to potentially die that's their estimate now it is physically impossible to smoke between 10 to 15,000 one gram joints in a 15 minute period yeah you kill yourself with you, water before you would you pass out you would literally not be able to your body would just fall asleep long before you ever reach that stage and so there is no way for you to physically od you cannot take that much cannabis yeah i you know those videos of those guys hitting like a full 30 gram? gram no 30 gram dabs oh i've seen crazy you're thinking that's over an ounce of dab yeah and it looks like this big string it's insane and i'm like and it's going down and it's just like yeah. <laughs> Like and every breath. They're not dead. There's no o. There is no OD level. For I mean, the guy's going to be stupid for a few days. But. Yeah, but they're stupid anyway. That's why they're doing that dose. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm looking at that and going, "What in the fuck is wrong?" That's with like watching people? a person over there eat like five jars of Skippy peanut butter with a big old spoon. That's like, what are you doing? Why? That's so, what is the purpose of that? It's yeah, awful. Do it for the views. Do it for the views. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree with you, you know, and I and that's awesome information, right? The LD-50. When you're thinking about that, like when cannabis can't come up on that scale, I mean, this is even and compared yet, to what? You can die from water. There oh, is yeah. a dose Easy. of water you can take and die. You can drink too much water. Yeah, you flush you out your electrolytes and it won't keep your heart going. You too much cannabis. You will fall asleep. You will fall asleep long before you hit a thousand joints. How the fuck are you going to get ten to fifteen thousand? Well, and that's and that's. And how a good are you going to smoke that many in a fifteen-minute period? Yeah, you've never heard of anybody saying, "I'm going to commit suicide. I'm going to use cannabis to get there." It's physically impossible. So it's like, okay, you're concerned that what Extremely you watch safe. too many dare commercials, or the high one. You the really dog. just don't understand what it is. Yeah, like oh, uh, or the one that the woman's melted in the couch. And she literally is so like funny. deflated. This is all we ever do since she started smoking weed. What the fuck is she having? Dude, Joe Rogan what talked about that. What strain is that? He's like, he has, he found the guy. I mean, I mean, it's part of his act probably, but maybe it's true. But he's like, uh, yeah, I met the guy who actually made those videos. And he yeah. asked him, he goes, are you, were you high doing it? He goes, so high. <laughs> he's like, cause I was making, he's like, they were just jokes. Like the dog talking uh, to him. Yeah. Like, it's like the dumbest thing. It makes no sense. Yeah. And it, it makes it makes those people look ignorant. And so that's the last part is I would I would highly try not to insult your family member, friends, people you look up to within your community, whatever, yeah. when they find out that you're using cannabis and they may find out just because. Yeah. somebody told them whatever but it's not to insult it's to educate yeah it always come with that mindset don't don't laugh at them for their they don't know what you know no and the thing is most people don't ever go research it because they don't care because to them they've already learned 
that it's a drug and it's bad mm-hmm. and it ruins your brain. So that's all they need to it know. It kills all your brain cells. Yeah. That's all they need to know to stay away from it Ridiculous. and go, that's not enough for me. Like, that's not something for me. And so if you can go, hey, I'm sorry, you probably have heard all of this from, you know, D.A.R.E. and everything that's been told to everyone for the last uh, 80 years. 80 years. For the last 80 years. So you look at how many people who are alive, and that's the conversation coming through, who are 80 or younger. It's like 90% of those people who have made the laws and restrictions around it, who are still arguing and fighting that this is terrible. And it's like, okay, but have you spent any of the time to research or read the mountains and mountains of data that is out there? No, and I think that that's that's where you as an individual who has accepted that responsibility of being able to educate others. Yeah. You need to be that person who is confident about it. And when somebody comes up, you you can't be argumentative. No. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a fight. They're looking for a way for you to be able to go, well, let me defend my stance on cannabis instead of just going, did you notice this about me? Did you notice this? Have you noticed these things? No. Okay. Awesome. Have you noticed I've been increasing in my interaction with others? My anger has gone down. Um, I'm able to cope a lot better. Um, I'm not going to the bathroom all the time. Or I don't respond so angry. I'm not like... I have less pain like you, Yeah. right? I have less pain. I'm able to do more. I don't lay on a heating pad every night. I don't drink myself to sleep. Like I'm not using a TENS unit all day long and I am more flexible, more functional and that than I've been in my life. Yeah, yeah you came I to the gym with me today. Crazy chronic pain every every day, all day long. But it's just it's a little bit better. And that's it's easier to manage. Yeah, and that's the point. It's if you come with a very confident and educated, go back through the episodes. You know, if they're like, Yeah, well, what if you took too much? Great, go to too much. Yeah. Go listen to that episode, and that's gonna talk to you about everything about it. talking about C B D. You can educate them on diet weed with like a lot of people like to call it right but it's it's something that helps out it's a bridge to help them experience kind of with there where they don't have to fear about this whole like oh i'm gonna lose control when they start to understand that they can control their experience and they can get off the bus whenever they want well within reason within reason yeah i mean but it's gonna it's gonna slow it down a little bit Mm -hmm. and dosing dosing is a huge thing yeah it's just understanding all of those different areas and what you should do you know and and honestly if you're and i'm saying this from the bottom of my heart if you just got into cannabis and you're using edibles and you're going to tell people that that's okay step back go get yourself a vape cart or get a teacher you know even a teacher's dangerous but it it doesn't have the same gummies are just and it i mean it's easier to dose it is so So easier to dose a dropper or you can do down to one drop versus like cut off this corner of this and hope that that corner of it is evenly mixed because you're going to find that that whole thing is not consistent yeah you're going to find that one section might be a higher dose than the other and you're like, oh, crap, I felt super high last time, but I wasn't high the time at all before that. Tinctures are so much easier. And because if you can shake that up, that whole thing is going to continue. Like, it's continuously mixed. Oh, yeah. And so 
you're going to find a better consistency. It's so much easier to dose anyway. Yeah, I think that's a good graduation, especially for those who are fearful of the, the smoke. They go, oh, it'll hurt my lungs. And, yeah. You know, tincture is a great way. Yeah, just go tincture, vape car. If you have a water-soluble drops, those are fantastic yeah, too. Mm-hmm. Um, They're out there. Anything like that, those are good because the smaller dose you can start at, the better because you don't need to experience. Like they'll tell you, hey, this is a 10 milligram gummy. Take half, that's half, a, you know, that's a dose. Mm. But five milligrams for someone who's never ingested anything remotely close to that. That's a bad night. Could still be really, really high. And that might not be the experience you're looking for. Yeah, and that's, oh no, that's perfectly said. I, I just think that if you are worried about what will be said to you, worried about the judgment you'll receive or hatred, just go in with what it's done for you. I think that's going to be the strongest point. Um, if you have really hardcore mentality individuals, I would definitely go Brandon's route. Get very educated as much as you can. Start dropping little nuggets of information. But I think what we have now, which is really great, is that it's more normalized. More yeah. people are about it, right? Not only just movie stars and athletes, like more people are getting more indoctrinated to how cannabis can help them. Well, now, yeah, now my conversation, I feel would be very different. Oh, totally. But I'm also very much, like I'm so much more open about it than I used to be. And so now I think I just go up and be like, you guys ever used cannabis before? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like a joke about like, you know, what do you do for a living? Like, saying living with saying I smoke pot for a living. Yeah, right. Shut up. Oh, yeah. No, I smoke pot and talk about it. Yeah. It's a little bit of higher education. Yeah, so. yeah there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this has been a great conversation, Brandon. I think that's something that we've had in the back of our minds to talk about this topic for a while. Yeah. Um, well, we've and, talked about it. And we were trying to get my dad on to have that conversation because even his viewpoint from when we first started me and him having conversations was, oh, it's a demon drug and all of this stuff Mm -hmm. too. Now his mom uses it. He uses it. He sees it and understands like he, he has an apartment complex and he had a tenant that was smoking weed in his apartment. He didn't kick them out. I was really impressed because he is his mindset and that has grown so much. And he talked to me and I was like, honestly, I just go, hey, I know you use. Um, I'm not against people using cannabis, but you can't be smoking flour in here. There's carts, there's tinctures, there's other ways to do it that are not yeah. getting into everyone else. Like they don't smell everywhere else. So yeah, you're you need to stick out a sore thumb in those apartments. So he just, he was like, you need to, and I was really impressed. So yeah, to so- go from like, where he was to where he's at now has been an awesome journey. And every single one of my siblings, like I know some of them, they just won't try it because of how we were raised. Even though they might not necessarily believe or whatever, like I just feel like they won't. But at the same time, I have other siblings who like I would love to partake with and get to that point that I can have a session with my friend, like, my brother or my sister or something. I think that'd be awesome. So that is my goal is to get to that point to have sessions with him because my parents are way medicinal use of just like super minute. But 
Um, I would love to get to that with my siblings. So just have just random conversation. That's ultimately what's going to happen out of it. It's going to have some really open conversations. And that's, oh, yeah. that's the last well, part of it is that I think that's the easiest way is for you to be that example. Yeah. will allow them to have the opportunity to be able to come into the fold and understand that this isn't a demon drug and this can actually help you. I would say all of my siblings, except my sister right below me uses cannabis. Uh, I have a sister who struggled with um, addiction her whole life. And my brother has struggled with alcoholism for a good chunk of his life. And, but... They should look at, once it becomes legal here, they should look at psilocybin therapy to see if that would help long-term. My my sister's a frequenter of that. And so it, it's it's her that's, you know, she's she's trying to deal with that. But my... My brother, um, yeah, he would definitely be, I mean, being a he war vet. A good p- component for yeah. that. Yeah, and he's he's venturing into it slowly. He did it when he was younger. And again, it goes back to your intent. What are you using yeah. it for? Yeah. But if you were that example, dude, it's going to be so much easier to be able to get them to, they're going to oh, come yeah. to you. Well, it was interesting. I had that conversation as well um, with my mom and with my brother, uh, just about psilocybin. And about how it's opening up in different states and that for, and how um, Paul, the guy who came on our show, is pushing Utah legislature. And I told him about him taking a lot of the people down to go try their first um, psilocybin experience down in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And I just was explaining like the benefits and the value and why they do that and why it can't be so prescribed because it doesn't have the same benefit and the same value in the experience of the prescribed one. Yeah. All the people hate it. And they're like, this is terrible. Why would anyone do this? And then the other experience was like so healing and moving and like one of the most almost religious experiences for some of these people, which is crazy because you think about, and, and I was like, I think it was a family dinner or something. Like it's weird to think like, every single person has family, tra- like trauma. From when you're a kid, some sort of trauma that we're hanging on to. One way or the other, 90% of it, I guarantee, is subconscious. You don't even know it's there. But it's just something that we've hung on to in the back of our mind. And it's created habits and patterns and like things that stick with us and create us who we are. But at the same time, not necessarily all of those are good things. Yeah. And so it's going through and going, if you could have it done correctly in a way like how many of these people are healing from depression, anxiety, PTSD, like some of them are cured for life, truly. Some of them are cured for like a year. And you're thinking, okay, one experience doesn't have addictive, doesn't have side effects, doesn't have this thing of like, this is going to linger and I'm going to feel like shit or, you know, I'm going to have to take this pill every day. No, you do this experience once and these people are cured for a year sometimes. Like, that's insane. That's insane. So it's it is. It's just opening up that conversation because it can be scary. I definitely can relate. Coming from my family and my background of like everything, some of those conversations are terrifying. But I found that they have actually been the best conversations. And I feel like I am I have a better relationship with everyone because of it. Yeah. Because I'm no longer hiding part of me. I'm not, I'm allowing me to truly love who I am. And I'm allowing them to truly love who I am. 
because I'm not hiding this part of me going, oh man, I, I don't want to show this to you guys because I'm, I'm afraid what you guys are going to think. Yeah. I am very unapologetically me. And I think it's taken a long time to get to this point because so many of us live in this like, oh man, I'm, I'm not like, everyone's the harshest critic of themselves. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Open the conversation. Yeah. No, and, and use this it. information, get educated. Um, that's why we have this podcast for you to be able to be educated on not just strains, but on different ways to be able to talk about cannabis. And, uh, and there's so much education out there. We encourage you to go through every single bit of information know that there's a lot of misinformation out there as well and and just be aware of that you are going to come across it but check your sources yeah just yeah. be credible sources where they're coming from and uh we wish you luck in being able to open up with your friends and family about cannabis and we'll yeah. see you next week catch you next time